Hey guys, welcome back to the Cruciform Life Podcast. This is a discussion-based podcast where three friends get together and talk about what a surrendered life to Jesus looks like in our everyday life, the ups and downs of doing life together. If you are to be a man of God, how you view the world and everything in it will be colored by the truth of His Word and His Son. Welcome back to our listeners. We are glad you are joining us today. We are diving into the topic of uh, godly wisdom versus worldly wisdom, um, and that is a interesting topic. But anyways, we want to, uh, I'll read you guys uh, James 1 verses 5 through 6 says, If any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask God, who gives generously to all without reproach, and it will be given him. But let him ask in faith with no doubting, for the one who doubts is like a wave of the sea that is driven and tossed by the wind. Hmm. Man, so good. So good. So as we uh, we talk about this topic here... Um, I feel like it, there was so much in that verse that just... Yeah, we like, could just talk about that for hours. But, but like even in the notes that we have for the episode, like I'm like, crap. I feel like I missed the whole end, <laughs> the second part of that scripture. But anyways, yeah, it's good. But... No. Um, you know, as we let that that scripture there just sink in, um, do you guys feel like you've ever been given bad worldly advice? I mean, tons, tons. But before Pat jumps in, I'm going to steal it. Like, I think that this and this was actually Christian advice that I've been given was to uh, to not tithe. Counsel I was been given was that you got to take care of your you know, your student loans. You got to take care of all these other things. And because of not sound doctrine, when I got promoted from a floater to a, you know, a staff pharmacist, the, the council actually changed me. It's like, keep tithing, keep tithing. You know, and it's, it's, it was, uh, you see that how, you see how important sound doctrine truly is because that, that's completely, completely wrong. But what do you got, Pat? I think one of the worst pieces of advice that I've been given is just the fact of the belief is that God will forgive you no matter what, which could be true, but not unless you... But it's almost like a license to sin. Yeah. Or like truly repent in your heart, obviously, you know, <laughs> yeah. right. um, uh, you, that belief of basically just abusing God's grace and yeah, mercy, yeah. you know, believing you can just flippantly live your life in any way you choose and sin and be okay with, with that, basically abusing God's grace. You know, and intentionally, and, and exactly intentionally, yeah, yeah intentionally that's, too. That's that's the key word there is, is intentionally abusing God's grace. Yeah, probably the worst piece of advice I've been given. Yeah, honestly, I don't I don't have a story right now. If I come up <laughs> with one, I'll, I'll throw it out there. But I don't know. I was I was having a hard time thinking about that one. But um, you don't want to throw anybody, anyone under the bus. No, <laughs> no, I'm they'll just get, kidding. They'll get hit a few times on those wheels. <laughs> but um. But yeah, I, I think, you know, diving into this wisdom topic, I think that the world says me first. Yeah. The world says me first. We're, we're self-centered beings. It should be about how something makes me feel, um, not caring about what anybody else has to say about it. Um, and yeah, I, I think that's what the world says, you know, just to put it plain and simple is that worldly wisdom is is to look at a situation no matter what it is and say, how is this going to make me feel? How is this going to make me feel in X, Y, and Z? And godly wisdom, it's not about us. Like, it is, but at the same time, it's about what what God would really want for our lives, for whatever the situation is. 
you know, our, our goal in our life as a Christian is to glorify God in everything that we do. Yeah. From big decisions to small decisions to, to whatever it is. Um, it's to glorify God in my life. It is not my own, right? Like my, my, my whole being belongs to Christ. If I'm truly a saved Christian and I'm walking in righteous standing with the Lord, everything is about him, not me. Absolutely. Everything needs to be about him and not me, not, not about my feelings. And, um, not to say that our feelings aren't important because God gives us feelings, yep. but when we live our life flippantly off of our feelings, that's the problem, Yeah. yeah. you know, yeah. because we, we all have decisions to make every single day. Right. And in seasons of life, we have big decisions to make Yeah. and those decisions should be brought to the throne room of God and laid down at the throne as we graciously kneel before our king and say, God, what do you want me to do with this? Mm-hmm. And we don't do it often enough. I know personally I don't do it enough. I try to, but I know I don't. You know, I feel like I I, I definitely bring the big things to God, but I often, I don't talk to God about some of the small stuff. And yeah. it's just like, I just make my own decision based on what I feel. Yeah. Right. Like, uh, I'll tell you a quick story. Like last year, we were trading out cars, uh, you know, our our daughter was on the way and we were we were trying to prepare for that and i bought this used van and it was awful it was the worst van i've ever you know worst vehicle i've ever owned and don't say that about a toyota it was (laughs) it was honestly terrible and a lot of it was because i was making a decision fully on the fact that that's the vehicle that i wanted and i had it was in the budget and like i could pay for it whatever like just straight up pay cash and it was it was a piece of crap man like and it led to me it led to so many more problems in the months to come because i bought that vehicle and listen like that's a that's a silly conversation but i don't really remember like asking god like is this is this wisdom yeah. i didn't talk to anybody about it i was like i'm going to get this yeah. i was like i can afford this right now boom we're doing it i talked to my wife of course and she was like, yeah, if you think it's a good deal, go for it. And me, I was like, it's a good deal. I'm getting it. Like, I didn't, you know what I mean? Like, you know, and, and that sounds like a funny story, a silly story, but it's true though. Like, yeah. if we can't bring the little things to God, like, and we do that repetitively daily, that we don't go to God and say, God, what's your thoughts on this? Then yeah. are we truly going to bring the big things to God? Like, that's, that's the way that I'm looking at it. No, I think that's a great you know? way to look at it. I mean, you can sit there and say that we're crazy for thinking that we need to bring the little things to God, you know, but I mean, I remember just going back to, um, when we were buying our house, Mm -hmm. you know, we got so much flack for, you know, we looked at, I don't know how many houses. A lot. I remember all of them you sent to me. Yeah. Probably in the hundreds. No, come on. Well, physically walked in, maybe not, but you definitely looked at a lot. Oh, I probably (laughs) sent like a hundred easy on Zillow, but you know, (laughs) I didn't go to a hundred. Come on. That's, that's an Italian exaggeration right there. It was probably like five, but no, no, yeah, (laughs) either way. But the point is like, we took so much flack because of the fact that we, were very, I'd say that we were patient, even though we were impatient. Cause I was like, dude, God, you got to give me a house. Now you got to give me a house. Now we need to prepare a space for our son to enter this world. You know, the people downstairs smoked a ton of weed and it came up <laughs> through the vents wow. and it's like, you know, that, yeah. Yeah. And I don't want, I don't really, I'm not, I, I'm not into that, you know, yeah. but the point is that, you know, you, you think that, 
you take flack for being patient or you take flack for saying like, God, I want you to give me my house rather than just like picking a house. Mm-hmm. Right. I guess that, that might actually be one of the, you know, bad pieces of advice that I got. And they were like, just pick one. Yeah. It's like, mm-hmm. well, it's more than picking a house. You know, there's a foundation that you got to check. There's a whole lot of things yeah. you got to look into. You know, and Pat's looking at me like, why would you ever just pick a house? You know, <laughs> but no, it's, it, it, we need to bring the little things because that's, that's actually what cultivate. I mean, gosh, what do we do? It's just in our own friendships. Like we bring little things because. Yeah. It's muscle memory. Yeah. You know, it, that's what cultivates yeah. that, that trust, that, that overall healthy relationship is right. bringing everything. You know, and I, th- I think that sometimes I look at the, my relationship with my wife, like we, we don't hide things from one another. Mm-hmm, right. That's, that's one of the things that, you know, we've really made a commitment that no matter, you know, what it, we don't, we don't hide it. Bottom line, we talk about things and sometimes it's ugly. Sometimes it's not fun to have a discussion that's, you know, whatever, but it, it builds something that even that moment it might suck, but our relationship is that much stronger for it. Yeah, yeah, totally. You know, and I know that I know that you guys do the same thing. Yeah. So just like that, just like that's a perfect example of like Mike talking about bringing the small things to God, the small questions, the small, you know, just like you sharing even the small things with your wife, not hiding anything. Yeah. You know, when we do that with God, it's that relationship grows, just like yeah. the relationship with you and your wife grows. It it grows stronger. It becomes more intimate. You know, when, when, when we come to him and we seek wisdom, you know, through prayer, through the ones that he's placed in our lives, you know, that surround us in this community, you know, our relationship with him grows. So when those big decisions do come, yeah, we're ready. Because that's the know? world though, isn't it? Like to sit yeah. there and just kind of like keep, like what you were saying earlier, Mike, like just keep our stuff yeah. kind of hidden. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, just, just, this is my stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I go back to our old youth pastors, that one sermon where he talks about the owner's closet. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm sure I've mentioned this in many episodes, but like you, you just, you want the owner's closet. Mm-hmm. You want, you got access to the entire house, but, and it's obviously he's talking about, that's what Christ wants in us. Yeah. yeah. He knows that he can have like your, your iPod playlist and, you know, but like he wants that, that intricate hidden thing in your heart. Yeah. You know, and I think that we need to strive, as we've talked about, like letting our entire life be formed by Christ. Like we need to be willing to be vulnerable and seek God's wisdom versus just like keeping my little pet here to the side and making sure that I do what I want. Mm -hmm. You know, I do what I think is best. I do what I feel is best because, you know, the truth is emotions aren't facts and facts don't have feelings. Yeah. You know, yeah, that's so, so good. good. <laughs> so Pat, is there a situation in your life where you've seen God impart wisdom in your life contrary to what you wanted to do and or helped you through a specific situation? Um, yeah. So something that actually jumps, jumps to mind right away is actually, since we were talking about kind of, you guys had mentioned some personal times in your life where, where you know, you, you were seeking God's wisdom. It was when it was before I was married, still yeah. dating my now wife, but uh, like getting... <laughs> Got to make sure we put yeah, the last trick in there. <laughs> getting, I guess, getting flack from friends and, and not Christian friends for living at home for so long Yeah, be, be, before. Like I think yeah. that was something that even I dealt with like almost as like it kind of embarrassing, but like I, I think I lived at home until I was like 26, yeah. uh, un- until I was married, until I was married. And... 
I just thank God that even though it was a struggle for me, like through the embarrassment and shame of that, I guess it's petty now, but I'm so glad that I chose to do that because who knows what I would have been tempted to do or what would have, you know, come about in my life if I decided to say, you know, for example, get out an apartment or, you you know, and be on my own. That's just something that jumps to my mind really quick, you know? Yeah. No, I, I think that, that I'm that, thankful and, and for. And that's, that's something that I feel like we see more and more and more now in the world. Yeah. That it's almost like get the house, right. have kids, then get married. Yeah. You know, and it's, we're, we're, I mean, listen, we're backwards in about a million things in life, but you know, that's, that's one specific, that's a good, that's a good one because, you know, we were there too. I'll never forget that just always feeling like, man when are we ever going to get out of our parents' houses, right. you know? It feels but, like an eternity. Yeah. But, and we, you know, we both moved into apartments. Um, I moved into the apartment that we were going to have once we got married just to get out a little bit earlier. But I mean, we had to make sure that there were serious boundaries mm-hmm. because the, I mean, listen, there's, there's temptation. Yeah, for you sure. Know? But thankfully we had some good friends that lived down the street, you know, where my wife was living in her apartment and, you know, they were very good about being honest, like, Hey, come back, come home, you know? And, you know, it, it was good, but that right there is a great example because the world definitely doesn't get it. Right. Definitely doesn't no get it. No way. No. That's a form of wisdom right there to surrounding yourself with like-minded individuals in this community to help. Yeah. With those life decisions yeah. and to help foster that. For sure. You got one? Big dog? Uh, Yeah. I think there's a few. Um, I think the first one uh, would be that when we moved, when we moved back to this area, actually, um, we really struggled with the decision to, uh, to move back to the area. And... You know, I think a lot of the struggle was pride and I think a lot of the struggle was we really enjoyed living in Albany and we had a lot of great friends and a lot of reasons to stay. We moved back for a number of different reasons, but ultimately because we really, we really felt the Lord leading us to come back um, and didn't fully understand why in the moment as why that was happening. You know, I took the job that I'm still at and you know, I remember as we, the day that you came back for that interview too. Yeah, it was a, it was a tough day. You know, I didn't want to do it, but I did it. I was trying to be faithful to the Lord and got offered the job and took the job. And I remember going back home, uh, back out to my wife and we sat down, we talked about it and decided I was going to take the job. I was going to leave the job that I was at and we were going to move. And it was like, all right, let's do this. And there was a lot of hard moments in that. And there was a lot of moments of emotion of, no, I just want to like pull the plug. We're just going to stay here. And, um, but we wanted to be faithful to what the Lord really had for us. And, um, you know, I'll be honest, I haven't fully seen all of those reasons (laughs) over the years that we've been back, but you know, we, we have seen the faithfulness of the Lord in, in, in a lot of it. And there's been a lot of wisdom that has been dropped into my heart and into my life with us being back to the area that we're in. And through deepened friendship uh, with you guys, uh, with different mentors in my life that yeah. I truly needed in my life that um, just proximity wise, it it wouldn't have worked prior. You know, Joe and, and Pastor Jim being two of the most important ones. Um that just drop wisdom on me constantly uh, via text and calls and as I'm passing them in the hall at the church and, you know, <laughs> all different things, you know, to have that is, 
is uh, is priceless, honestly. Yeah. But the biggest piece of wisdom was, you know, I remember when I took the job, I started a few days in, the Lord was like, just trust me. And I was like, all right, all right, I will. You know, and, and not that I didn't trust the Lord before, but it was like the Lord was taking my my trust in him to a much deeper level. Yeah. Um, and had to chisel things off my heart, honestly, like things that I grew up in, you know, things that I was hardened towards, like the Lord really worked on me a lot in that first year of me being at my job. And I remember specifically later on uh, telling my wife, like after I took this job, um, she was pregnant with with our oldest. And I remember telling her, like, I was like, listen, we're going to get through the baby being born and then I'm going to find a job. I kid you not. So my my eldest was born a couple months later go by. I'm like, all right, we're at that six month point. Like, it's go time. I'm finding another job because <laughs> I really didn't want this job, to be completely yeah. honest. Like, I didn't want it before I took it. I didn't want it while I was at it. Um, and if I'm honest, I'm still there and I still don't want it, but the Lord's kept me there. And and I kid you not. So a couple months after my eldest was born, I'm like, interview, 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 job offer, job offer, job offer. And I'm like, God, I need to take this job. I need to take this other job. I need to take this one. This is a good offer, but Lord, what do you want? Like, what yeah. do you want? What do you want me to do? And he's like, decline the offer. Stay where you are. I'm like, oof. <sighs> All right. Let's that's, keep going. That's, that's the one that hurts. A couple months later, another job interview. Let's go. Let's see what happens. Job offer, good offer. Let's see, you know. All right, take it in prayer. Decline it. Stay where you are. I'm like, all right, I'll stay. And then I just like gave up. And then I was like, all right, I'm just going to invest into where I'm at. And, you know, years go by. And just last year, uh, actually a couple weeks before COVID hit, um, I had a fantastic offer on the table um, to, to switch companies, still doing, you know, physical therapy stuff, but leading a department. And I've, you know, I struggled with it cause I had a great offer on the table. It would have been a great opportunity for me, uh, for my family financially, you know, a lot of different reasons to take it when you look at it logistically. And I remember struggling because I had the offer in my hand and I remember like just that same like piece of not taking it come over me. And yeah. I was like, dang it. <laughs> Cause it like, I had gone through it so much before and it was like almost PTSD, like yeah. to a sense, you know? And I really, again, felt like the Lord was like, don't take it, stay where you are. Yeah. And logistically it didn't add up. And I've watched over the last like 12, 14 months, uh, since that job offer had come to the table and I declined it. And people are like, why didn't you take it? And I'm like, I don't, I don't really know other than like the Lord very specifically told me not to. Yeah. And but dude, could you break that down right real quick though? Like, can you imagine if you did take it knowing what has happened in our world? Yeah. Yeah. Like, I could have, I very, like, very quickly. Yeah. You know, yeah. Obviously I've played that through a million times and I'm like so thankful I didn't take it, you know, learning things that had happened at the facility I would have been at, um, you know, there'd been some negative things. A few pe the person who offered me the job no longer works there. Like th it could have ended in disaster and listening to my feelings and listening to what I wanted to do in that moment potentially could have brought devastation for my family, especially last year with, yeah. with everything that, you know, our world's gone through with COVID and, and the job market, you know, being completely trashed and, and at least in my you know, my neck of the woods as far as, you know, physical therapy, at least locally. Um, but yeah, like the Lord has, has truly brought in so much wisdom in, in this past year uh, through Joe and Jim and you guys. And, um, but ultimately the word, like the word has 
the word of God is wisdom directly from God. Amen. Yeah. And, and keeping that in mind, and you know, Psalm 119, uh, 105, it says, your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. Like those decisions I made about not taking those jobs, the decision to take the job where I'm currently at, like those came from moments of frustration uh, of sitting down and saying, okay, God, I really need your clarity in this because I don't know what to do. Yeah. And, and trusting God and trusting his word and trusting the moments in prayer where I had peace over a decision and saying, okay, God, that's your peace, not me trying to formulate a decision and, and just just do what I want to do. Because honestly, I've made decisions out of, uh, out of feeling, out of fear, out of desire that, that typically don't end well. Not to say that they can't end well, but that's not what I'm about. That's not what we're about. Like we're here. What we're talking about is to go deeper in in the things of God, and and we have to be doers of that. We have to be doers of the word and trusting God no matter what. When we can't see what's to come, yeah. um, you know, I think wisdom of God is trusting God no matter what's to come, right? Yeah. And and ultimately allowing his plans to come like he knows what's to come in our life right but we have to trust him through that and i think that is where we have to we have to land we have to land in a place where ultimately we trust the wisdom of god in moments of weakness in moments of confusion in moments of frustration you know like the the simple stories that i've told you guys like those moments like i had to trust god i had to lead my family to trust the wisdom of God. Yeah. And I didn't know what all of that meant. I didn't know what was to come. I still don't fully understand all of those seasons of life. I've seen some of those things play out. I've seen the blessing of God play out in a lot of those things in in due time from those decisions being made, but we as Christians can't make decisions out of out of our our fear, out of our frustration, out of Amen. our emotion, yep. you know, our selfish ambition in our hearts. Like we can't we can't be in that place and say i'm fully chasing after god yeah that that right. just doesn't add up no. it yeah. doesn't add up one of the things that as you're talking mike that i'm reminded of is the when joshua is you know leading out and the angel of you know heaven's army comes and and basically says you know wait wait mm-hmm. and you'll you'll hear in the the wind you'll hear the the heaven's army going out before you yeah you know, and that's always something that I've really held on to because I think that one of the biggest things is true wisdom from God. In in my opinion, I feel like it's so hard because I feel like more often than not, it's to like wait and be still mm-hmm. and, and to, to seek him. Yeah. You know, and, you know, yeah, I think that, that scripture, be still and know that I am God. You know? Yes. Yes. And I think that for me. I've just seen so much, like I'm listening to what you've said and much of it I knew, but then there's parts of it that I'm, I'm hearing. I'm like, man, like I, I didn't know you had that many, that many moments. And it's just like, you hear, you hear like all these times that it's like, wait, 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 wait. And I feel like in our, in our current culture, we've talked about this, that it's all about me and it's all like, I need this now. I need this now. Like I want all of it now. Yeah. And totally. I feel like God is constantly saying, wait, wait. And we don't see why, but it's because literally he's going out before us. Mm-hmm. He's yep. going out before us, whether it's to 
you know, fight some battle or not. I don't know, but there right. is a reason he says, be still, mm-hmm. you know, and I, I just, I, I love that you put this in there. Psalm 119, 105, your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. Yeah. Because one of the best pieces of advice that I've ever gotten is truly that you cannot know God without knowing his scripture. Yeah. Right. So you true. Know, and, you know, even our pastor said tonight, as he was preaching, he was saying how, if you want to know the word of God, or if you want to know God's voice, read his word. Yeah. If you want to hear God's word, read the Bible out loud. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and yeah. it's like, and it's a funny yeah. thing, but like in this, in this time where it's like, oh, I, I feel this, I hear this, I felt this. Yes, we can have impressions from the Lord, but ultimately his word never changes. Absolutely. His word never fails and it's perfect and complete the way it is. And that's, that's the bottom line that in my mind is true wisdom. Thanks, guys, for joining us on this episode of The Cruciform Life. Just wanted to make mention to check us out on our social media pages and give us a follow and subscribe to our podcast.